Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about sensitivity. Sensitivity to light, sound, temperature, and texture. I want to talk about this because it's something I've really been, you know, kind of conscious of in the last couple of months, and it's something many people don't know about dyslexics. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, let's talk about sensitivity. Now, this is something many with dyslexia don't really class in the same way, but it, it there is a connection between being oversensitive to things like light, sound, temperature, and texture that relates to dyslexia and how we perceive the world. Now, I personally, you know, I think about myself, I'm someone who has very specific light preferences. I, especially at night, I hate office light, you know, those really big halogeny, I don't even know the halogen, those big giant lights that just feel like it just makes me feel sick. Um, at night, I, I can sit in 60% darkness with maybe 40% light that's not directed at me. I'm happy with that. I love that. That's my relaxed light zone. I like lights that have a shade around them that aren't directed at me. It makes me much more comfortable. But if they're really intense, I'm just in a state where it's like over oversensitive to it. And it just really screws with my head. And I struggle with it. It's the same with sound. We were away on the weekend for a trip. There was a time we were sitting in a bar, which was just so loud. They had stereos on, they or they had music on. They had, um, you know, everyone was drinking and talking. And like, I just couldn't filter through it all. It's like my... My head was listening to, or my head, my ears were listening to absolutely everything that was happening around me. And it just made me a bit uncomfortable. Now, if I've had a really good night's sleep, if I've been eating really well, I'm, I'm less prone to it, if I'm honest. Like, my actual health choices really do make an impact on how much this flares up. It's kind of like, how much energy does my brain have to process all of this added stimuli depending on how bad it is. So if I've had a bad couple of nights of sleep, if I've been eating poorly, if I'm drinking or whatever the reason being, and like if that's what I'm doing, any any of those kind of challenging circumstances that add extra pressure, I'm just not as good. So this does go up and down on a bit of a scale. It's the same with temperature. You know, I prefer to be cold and have a blanket on to warm me up than be too hot and need something to cool me down. It's interesting. And, and there is no right or wrong of this as well. So you might be the dead opposite on everything. My wife loves lots of light. That's her thing. Loves it. You know, and so we've all got different kind of vibes around this stuff. But there's a lot of pressure on my mind and my body if, if all of these things are happening. So like if I'm in a perfect zone where the light is good for me, that the temperature is great, everything's balanced, I work better. Now we've been building a house recently, we should get into it in three months time. My biggest thing I'm working on is how do I make sure the temperature is my temperature? How do I make sure the right sounds I'm hearing? How do I make sure uh, light is working, you know, the right way for me? And same with texture. Texture is one I don't think about a lot, but I have a blanket that is just so fluffy and, you know, it's really calming to me. You know, on, on the couch, I'll have it on and I just love it. It's kind of like a woolly kind of thing. I don't even know what the phrase is for it, but it just chills me out. 
for whatever reason. It's kind of like a texture that just relaxes me. Now, there's a bunch of different hypotheses for why this is so um, around. But one of the things that I've been reading recently or looking at is how the dyslexic mind operates. Like I did a video about this a while back about how our minds how our minds work and how it, how it stores information. And with the with the dyslexic mind, rather than a standard mind being more like an encyclopedia, information stored orderly fashion, our brains are a lot more like Instagram. You know, there's a heap of images with a bunch of different tags all in one giant list, <laughs> you know, in our brains, right? And so what's happening with our brains is because we sometimes have this executive function challenge, you know, our mind is trying to process all of these sounds, these different things that are happening around us all at once, all the stimuli that's incoming. It makes it, it makes it harder for our bodies to actually uh, kind of put it into a, you know, a pattern really. And it's trying to connect. And what I've been reading recently is it's trying to connect all this incoming stimuli with stuff in your mind. So if you imagine you're in a busy bar, you're listening to a song, your brain is trying to connect that song with where you heard it last um, or how it processes it. It goes, oh, who's the singer? You know how you can sometimes be in a bar and come out with a really weird fact about a song or something that's not related to the conversation, but it's just there. It's like it's in your mind. It's triggered something. You know, that happens a lot more for us with dyslexia and it's happening all the time. All this stimuli is coming in and it's it's talking to us and we're trying to deal with it. It's why we it's one of the many reasons why we get tireder uh, than other people and we need stimulants to keep us awake sometimes because all of this stuff is is trying to look in our unconscious about how things are linked. And so, you know, what do you do with this information? Well, firstly, there's probably a part of you going, hey, I, maybe I didn't know that. Maybe you knew you had some sensitivity challenges, but didn't have a thought that, hey, maybe this has something to do with the dyslexic mind. And again, don't get me wrong, this isn't only dyslexia. We're just talking about it being heightened because of the way our brain is processing this information. So that's one thing. You become a bit more aware about this. The second, and this is what I'm doing, you know, this is why it interests me at the moment, is it's, it's something that I haven't given enough love to. You know, I kind of just put up with things sometimes. You know, and with us moving into a new house, we have an opportunity to make change. Because it can be really hard to make change sometimes when you've been in the same place, the same location for a long time. You need to shake things up. You know, and, and for me, shaking this up means how can I intentionally plan some of these things to better facilitate my, uh, you know, work, life, you know, just chilling out a bit more. You know, I like I notice, like in my, I'll give you an ex here's a great example. I'm in my office at the moment. You know, it's a single room, which is great. There's not a lot of sound outside of it. So I don't have sound issues. You know, being in an open plan office is really tough for neurodiverse people. People with dyslexia really struggle because of all of the stimulation going on. That's why many of us have got headphones in and are just holding on for dear life. But, you know, for me here, I've got that, that benefit. Light, light's not too bad here. It's, it's probably not perfect. I probably could take a bit more, more effort, but, you know, I'll just work without the lights on um, quite happily with a bit of sun coming in the window. That's okay. But where I really struggle here is heat. Where the house is, if you want to imagine this, picture this in your very visual brain, is 
you know, in the morning, all the sun is on the other side of the house. So it's really cold on the side. And I work well in cold, so I don't mind that from a heat point of view. But I don't, you know, you know, like it, it gets a bit challenging because it gets so cold. And I don't always even seem to recognize it in my body. Have you ever felt that way where maybe you're actually colder than you realize or hungrier than you realize? You know, there's, there's some trigger not quite happening in your body or your brain, you know, just naturally. And like I know for myself, I've lived like this forever, so it's really hard to recognize it. But you're just not getting triggered. And it's the same with me. Like it takes me to get to a really, really, really cold place personally to realize I'm cold. But a little bit of heat, I'm much more connected to, which is really weird, I think. But again, with this room, getting back to the actual story after that little bonus tangent, in the afternoon, the sun comes over and it is hot as anything. You're melting. You can't actually work. It's that, oh, I can't work. It's that hot. And so, you know, these realizations, I have to change um, for the way I operate. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, everybody experiences this to a point. But for me, if I'm too hot, I'm just not going to be productive. I'm not going to do anything. My brain is going to go off in a billion different places and just not not working. And these changes don't even have to be extremes. We're not talking about zero degrees and, and 45 degrees. We're talking about either side of about 20 to 23, <laughs> or maybe it's 18 to 23. It's not exact, but it's a much shorter um, area of where I work really productively. Does that kind of make sense? Like some of this may be sinking in, some of this maybe it doesn't connect with you or you don't, really, you don't see it, but it, it makes a massive impact. And when it comes to work and life, if you're in an uncomfortable zone and things just aren't actually right for you and you feel bad, like it affects every part of you. The conversations I have, meetings, like if I'm feeling in the wrong, you know, if the stimulation around me, the sensitivity to everything is just not working, I'm not going to be productive. I'm going to have more fights with my family. I'm going to have, I'm going to want to get out of the house more because I don't enjoy it or out of the office or wherever you're at. So these things do need some attention for many of us. Um, like I've noticed how poor I've been at this. I've kind of said, hey, does it really matter? But actually it does. It actually does matter. Those small 10, 20% improvements make a massive impact on how you do everything in your day. So that's what I wanted to share today, guys. Have you dealt with sensitivity issues? You know, I always remember back to a bar in Amsterdam once and I literally got up and just walked out because it was so loud. I just couldn't mentally deal with it. It was just, you know, I was probably too sober, but I just walked out and couldn't handle it. And I just said, this is not enjoyable. <laughs> I can't have a conversation. I don't want to have a conversation. I'm holding on for dear life, trying to look normal. And I just walked out. So where have you experienced that in your life? You know, how can you make little small adjustments to yourself? What could you do? And where could you go? Small things make a big impact. Hopefully that's added some value to your day. It's got you thinking about your life. Thanks to all the supporters out there. And I'll be back in a couple of days.